If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free and everyone loves free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which makes it very convenient. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Finally, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So take a moment to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Beyond the Bookshelf. I am your host, Tanisha Nicole, and I am back with someone very, very special. This is a rare opportunity for me, and I'm so excited to have this next author with me today. She is remote, but I feel like she's here sitting on the couch with me, and her name is Jabrita Shelton. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her before she starts talking. So, uh, I met Jabrita through a coaching program that we were in for about 12 weeks. And that coaching program, in my opinion, really changed my life and a lot of the lives of the other women who were in the program with us. And I met Jabrita and she is such a beautiful soul and she is so magnetic to me. And she wrote a book and I decided that I wanted to have her on my show in any way possible so she is here with me today. Welcome Jabrita Shelton. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much Tanisia for uh, this opportunity. I, I am so honored to be here with you today and uh, to be a part of Beyond the Bookshelf thank with you. Tanisia Nicole. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So let's get right into it. So Jabrita, you have this book and I want you to talk about your book and talk about all the things that are around the book as well. Okay, so I'll just start with the book. Uh, the name of my book is Mind Your Madness, A Guide to Nav Navigating Trauma. And this book was actually birthed out of many, many years. I would say probably about 18 years of um, just going through my own trial, going through my own pain, my own suffering, and uh, getting to the place through P2P mm -hmm. where the soil was good and it was available for us to birth, right, the dreams um, and, the, and, the, and the ideas that lived dormant on the inside of us. And so uh, Mind Your Madness, it's actually a trauma navigation system. And the book really uh, helps anyone who is experiencing trauma be able to navigate uh, their trauma through mindfulness. And so um, Mind Your Madness, the method, the madness method, which is what I actually came up with in P2P, um, really focuses on healing, helping women heal their trauma past and present organically um, through navigating mindfulness. And so the, me the method is, is really uh, mind your mental, Mm -hmm. Mind your attitude, mind your disciplines, mind your, your nuances, mind your energies, mind your soul and mind your spirit. And so it doesn't matter where you are in your process of trauma, 
whether you are at the beginning, the middle or the end, this trauma navigation system, which is what I birth through Mind Your Madness will help you and it will guide you through the process of understanding what your trauma is, being able to identify it, being able to acknowledge it, being able to own how you feel in your process, but also be able to help you get to the other side of what that trauma looks like. So um, really getting from being a victim mm -hmm. to really knowing how to live as a victor in your own situation and circumstance. I got that. So madness is an acronym, is that right? Madness is an acronym, yes. Okay. and. I'm going to share a story with you that some people who follow me know and some people who follow me don't know because they're kind of new to me. So I had a couple of different experiences with trauma and I wanted to see if I had your book when I was going through those experiences, how I would have been able to navigate myself through the trauma that I had. Um, one of the things that I went through, actually collectively, I went through this with a group of people that, were, that went to my home church. Um, I had a friend, his name is Elton Cosby, and he was diagnosed with cancer. And Elton was my age. We were the same age, actually. And he was diagnosed with cancer, and I was very taken aback by it. A lot of his friends were taken aback by it because he was in medical school, and he was studying to become a doctor and yeah. ended up with cancer. And he came back to Houston because he was in medical school somewhere else in Philadelphia, I believe. Came back to Houston to go to MD Anderson, get his treatments and stuff like that. And I visited him a couple of times. My mom came with me and one of my other friends came with me as well. And I couldn't believe this strong, healthy man who was in medical school was now battling stage three or four cancer. Mm. And he didn't make it. And I remember having a couple of conversations with him, asking him how he was, trying to keep him encouraged and trying to really understand where his mindset was, because I couldn't imagine that. And mm -hmm. I asked him one time, I said, hey, are you scared? And he told me yes. So I felt since he said yes, he wasn't ready to go yet. Mm -hmm. And then like maybe a week, it wasn't even a week, this happened on a Tuesday. I sent him a message, I think, and I asked him, I, I think I asked him again, hey, are you scared? And he told me no. Wow. And he ended up passing away on Mother's Day. Mm. And when he passed away, we were at church. So I was at church, my sister was there, one of my family friends were there. A lot of people in my, in my home church, they're a small, like a lot of group of families. So we all grew up together. And when, I got word that he wasn't doing well. I left church. I went to the hospital because I was like, I have to see him alive one more time. Mm -hmm. And went to the hospital. My sister came with me. Another family friend came with us. And we, the people that were there, you know, surrounded his bed and prayed over him. And we waited, you know, for him to pass away. And it took him about a couple hours. And he passed and I decided to leave the hospital. I was at my parents' house and this happened on a Sunday and I went to work the next day as if nothing happened. Mm. And I went to work and I tried to function like normal, but it wasn't normal for me anymore. And I was at work and my boss at the time, 
he was asking me what was going on and I told him about it and he was like Tanisha that's a trauma mm -hmm. and I didn't recognize it as a trauma I just recognized it as my friend died we were praying and hoping to God that his cancer was going to go away and he was going to be fully healed and fully restored and he passed away and in my mind I didn't think of that as a traumatic experience. I didn't think me going up there, seeing him alive one last time, trying to, you know, come to terms with what was about to happen and then him passing away, I didn't look at any of that as being traumatic, mm -hmm. you know? So when I saw that you were talking in your book about navigating trauma, I wondered if I had this book at that particular point in time in my life, how would I have been able to navigate my way through it? Because I didn't know how to navigate through that. I had mm -hmm. people to talk to, you know, people that knew him, understood. Everybody was kind of feeling the same way. My mom understood because my mom was still living at the time. And it was just so heavy mm -hmm. and it hurt so bad because he was so young. He had the whole, he had the rest of his life ahead mm -hmm. of him and he didn't make it. Mm -hmm. So I would like to know if you could, um, if we're going through the steps, you know, what steps would I have had to take given that situation, given that experience, what would you have recommended that I do? Well, first of all, let me just say prior to me answering your question, uh, let me just say that a lot of times people don't recognize trauma for mm -hmm. what it actually is. Um, I like to say that trauma is any altering life experience or life occurrence, right? Anything that takes you out of what you have been accustomed to or what you know as normal, mm -hmm. right? And a lot of us, you know, to be honest, we live in traumas as normalcy when mm -hmm. it's really abnormalities, right? Um, but what I would say to answer your question in terms of being able to help you navigate through that process, um, my steps teaches you mental first. So the first step to minding your madness is mental. It's really understanding where you are mentally. Mm -hmm. It's being able to identify, you know, what you feel, how you feel, why you feel, the way you feel. Mm -hmm. um, it's also being able to acknowledge what actually happened, like acknowledging the experience, right? Um, and all of that you have to do from a, a, a healthy mindset. And so when you are in trauma, a lot of times you cannot really identify where you are mentally because you're still going through the emotions, the physical feelings of the experience. Um, and even to go a, a little a little deeper, a little further, um, what you also experience, there is a such thing called Greek trauma, the trauma of grief. Mm. And uh, a lot of people don't recognize that. A lot of people only uh, identify grief as the loss of someone mm -hmm. physically, mm -hmm. right? But we go through life and we carry people with us, whether they have expired mm -hmm. on the earth or whether they have expired in time of our life. And we carry these people. So they're filling up spaces in our life, right? Mm -hmm. That we haven't been able to grieve. And because we haven't made room for what needs to come mm -hmm. by holding on to things, we're not in a space where we can mentally process the experience, especially if you're having consistent occurrences of trauma in your life. If you are moving from one thing to the next to the next, 
we're not always able to identify, right, mm -hmm. markers or triggers or pain points of those experiences. And so in your experience with your friend and losing him um, to the magnitude of even sometimes denial, mm -hmm. you went to work because you thought, okay, well, let me just get back to what I've been doing because I don't want to feel the pain. I don't want to hurt. I mm -hmm. don't want to, to, to experience this new life mm -hmm. that I now have without him being present, right? And so you thought, okay, well, let me just go work on it. Let me go to work. Let me put some work on it. And then maybe that'll kind of help. Mm -hmm. But really what that does is that suppresses mm -hmm. the true feelings, the true um, emotion around what you're actually going through. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you are in those spaces, the grief of trauma or just trauma in general, you really need to be able to sit in the pain of what that feels like. Mm -hmm. And why I know that's very hard, I've had my own experience, it's extremely hard to be able to sit in the pain of something. But what I know about sitting in that pain, right, is that when you come to a place where you have evolved from the hurt, mm -hmm. not that the pain is not going to still be there, but the hurt of that pain, you can now begin to process in a way that you can show up for yourself better because you allowed the pain to take place mm -hmm. had you not done it before. Right. So in this navigation system with the mental, we would really start there unpacking mental, thinking about, you know, um, why is it that you were so impacted by this situation, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so once we get through the mental, then we're going to start talking about, you know, the attitude around it. Yes, mm -hmm. you're going to be, you know, the, the emotions, the anger, all of the things that come up as a result of this, this uh, depth of loss mm -hmm. for you. Um, and so then, of course, after we talk about the emotions around that, then when we talk about disciplines, now we've gotten to a level of awareness. We've gotten to a level of um uh, a, a, like just an involvement around a little bit of healing, not a whole lot, mm -hmm. right? But just enough to start moving again, just mm -hmm. enough to start, you know, cleaning that space again or, you know, nurturing. And, and the thing about grief is that it goes through cycles. It doesn't have um, a lifespan. It doesn't have an expiration, right? So as a result of that, as you're going through, you know, figuring out these things mentally and how you feel emotionally at, in, within your attitude, then you begin to put disciplines around those things, mm -hmm. right? You begin to, you know, you know, whether it's cleaning up the house, right? Some people stop cleaning. Some people stuff themselves, you know, with food. Some people, there's so many different reactions to these triggers around trauma. Mm -hmm. And so once you're able to identify what those things are, then you can begin to put things in place to now create a nurturing rather around those triggers and around those um, pain points, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then, and of, of course, that's how we're moving into the triggers, identifying what those are. And then your energy, how are you showing up, right? Because it's not just in your case, it was about the loss of your friend, but it was also about what you lost. Mm -hmm. It was also, you know, a lot of people think think that um, death or the grief, of, the grief of trauma has everything to do with the loss of the person, but really a part of you died too, mm -hmm. right? And as a result of that, that's the trauma that you took on for yourself. And so that part needs to be nurtured. It needs to be processed. It needs to be um, 
put in an incubator, mm-hmm. right? So that you can move through the steps of grief, through the steps of acceptance. Mm-hmm. And those don't come on the front end. They usually come on the back end once mm-hmm. you begin to work out some of those things around trauma. Right. So, you know, after you've, you've identified those uh, triggers or those nuances and you've identified, you know, how do you want to show up from in this experience going forward where your energy is, then you're thinking about your soul and your spirit. How are you going to, you know, how, how are you now going to live mm-hmm. If this comes up, mm-hmm. when you begin to miss this person, when you begin to have these experiences, because although you may have the same experience, you may have the same situation, but the experience will always be always be different, mm-hmm. right? And so a lot of times when we brush up against things and those wounds are not healed, those traumas have not been resolved, we've not done the done the work that we need to do around the pain because we we're, we we as a um, as a culture, we are so um, used to stuffing, suppressing, pushing it down, you know, um, medicating it through mm-hmm. or by way of many other modalities, right? And as a result of that, we haven't learned how to deal. We've learned how to cope. Right. So you, um, then once we do that, we get to spirit. Mm-hmm. Spirit is the end of the uh, the method. It's where we learn how to you know, come into a new, a new space, a new person, um, a new way of living, a new way of thinking, of doing things, of showing up. Um, and then we, we gain a, a space of where we have really begin to accept this as reality mm-hmm. and move, you know, from there. Yeah. And it makes sense because after I lost my mom, I lost my mom years after Elton passed away, but I went through the same thing again. It was different this time because that was my mom. Elton was my friend and a friend I loved dearly, but Elton was not my mama, (laughs) you know? And when I lost my mom, I found myself going through the same types of things. It was harder for me because that is, you know, she was my mom and I really, hoped and prayed that we had more time, you know, with her than what actually happened. And I found myself like questioning everything, like everything I knew to be true was no longer true. Mm-hmm. You know, even I, I got to the point to where I didn't even know who I was anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was without my mom. Mm-hmm. And it took me a couple of years to really figure out the woman that I am without my mother. And it was hard, it was painful, but I did a lot of the work. I actually did all the work and I'm still doing the work um, because I'm not fully healed from that yet. I just, I just have a better realization of how to navigate myself through it. And when I lost my mom, you know, that was a level of grief that I, didn't even know it was possible until mm-hmm. that happened. And like now I'll watch TV or I'll watch movies and I'll hear somebody like, it's like, it's like a scream, like when mm-hmm. they, when they're losing someone mm-hmm. and I recognize the scream because I did it too. And mm-hmm. I know exactly what that feels like. And it's a moment that you're like, 
oh my God, this is really happening. I don't know how to deal with this. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to figure out how to navigate my way through it. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to come out on the other side of it to where I could talk about it and not start crying or get upset and all those things. And I did recognize that as trauma, but I think I recognized it as trauma because she was my mom, you know, mm -hmm. and it was a different type of relationship. And, you know, when you lose a parent, it's different, you know, than, lo than losing a friend. And I'm not minimizing, you know, my, yeah. Elton or, or any of my friends that I've lost to cancer or any other thing, but, you know, losing your mother is, is tough. So when I saw that you were talking about navigating through trauma and minding your madness and minding your mental, because for a long time, when it came to my mom, my mind was just gone. Like I couldn't fathom living without my mother. And sometimes I'm like talking to people who knew my mom and had their own relationships with her. And I'll tell them, I said, it feels surreal. Like sometimes I have to remind myself that it actually happened, you actually survived it, you're actually going through it, and you're okay, or as okay as you can be. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that when I went through the experience with Elton, that I was able to navigate myself through that um, in a way that I, I end up doing with my mom, and even after my mom, because I'm sure I'll go through something else, and all trauma doesn't come from death. You know, Correct. some people face trauma, you know, they get in these, major car accidents or major life shifts or major anything and they don't know how to deal and they don't know how to handle it. They don't think they don't know who to talk to because sometimes I will tell you this, Jarita, you know, from my own personal experience, like I wanted to talk about it because mm -hmm. some people just want to withdraw and be silent. And I did that too, but there were times where I wanted to talk about it and I felt that some people found it uncomfortable, you know, to actually talk to me about it because they know what to say. Right. And they're like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't want you to keep crying. I don't, I don't really fully identify what this feels like because it hasn't happened to me yet. So I felt like God who understands me, mm. you know, who's getting what I'm feeling and who can help me work my way through this. And I'm so glad that you have a book and I consider it like a guide or, you know, a tool that, um, that will help people navigate themselves through it. And you also have a boot camp, is that right? Course? Yes. Yes. Mind Your Mental Boot Camp. Um, we actually just completed uh, our very first uh, series of the boot camp. Yeah. And, um, you know, just just to go back a little bit to what you were speaking about you know tanisia a lot of times like you said you do want to talk and mm -hmm. people don't know how to engage the conversation the reason why most people don't know how to engage the conversation is because for one they've identified that they still have things that they need to unpack mm. um and in, in doing so right mm -hmm. it frees up space because when you deal with what you need to deal with it gives you the capacity to be able to have one compassion for others. Mm -hmm. And two, it gives you a space to now begin a conversation that would have never taken place had you not, uh, you know, been in the space of healing to be able to have the conversation. Yeah. So, um, you know, to, just to speak to that a little bit, um, 
in the in the mental madness boot camp, some of the things that we did unpack um, and we're continuing to unpack is helping people identify really what trauma is. Mm-hmm. Helping people be able to understand that, like you said, trauma goes beyond death, Mm -hmm. right? It comes in various forms, relationships, Mm -hmm. um, childhood, you know, uh, sexual abuse, domestic violence, um, so many different modalities. We have, you know, birthing trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have so many different levels of trauma that, you know, most people have not even began to identify. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I want to say the most is that healing is not something that we do one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Healing is something that we do consistently. Yeah. It's ever evolving, mm-hmm. no matter what stage or what age we are in life. Um, healing is something that always has to take place in order for us to be able to show up fully mm-hmm. as who we are in this experience and be able to move forward. So in the mental madness boot camp, we did unpack a lot of what trauma is. Um, we were able to uh, show people how to acknowledge where they are in the process of trauma, um, which level of trauma they were in. Oh, their right? levels? Their levels. Okay. Their levels. Um, and also um, the severity of like, what's your next steps, mm-hmm. right? After the boot camp, what are your next steps? Mm-hmm. I am an, a mental health advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a trauma-informed care professional. So I am very adamant about people getting to therapy, mm-hmm. going through therapy, seeing a therapist of some sort, um, being able to talk about the pain. Mm-hmm. But what I will also say is that when you find a person that you truly choose or that you feel you fit with, mm-hmm. you will know. It yeah. won't be a forced conversation. Um, you will know. Mm-hmm. And then you will be able to have the space to not only give, right, to be able to release, but you'll also be able to be filled up in the same in the same way. Yeah, and I, yeah. I agree with that because, um, and some one of my other family members told me that she said it, it in a different way, but it, it, it the result is the same. Because she mm-hmm. told me like over Thanksgiving a couple of years ago, she said, Tanisha, you're gonna find someone in this case, she thought it was gonna be a woman, like a mother figure. You're gonna find someone who understands exactly what you're going through, what you need. They're gonna be there to support you. And she was right. And I found that person and it was somebody that I worked with. And it was, I didn't even see it coming. Wow. I didn't, I didn't know. But she told me, she said, you're gonna know. And she was absolutely mm-hmm. right. And I instantly knew. And this lady that I, I work with, her name is Stacia, um, she would call me or she would text me and she said, Hey, you know, are you doing okay? You were I was thinking about you. And she it was every time, every single time I needed that person or I needed to talk it out or I needed something, she was always right there. And mm-hmm. I appreciated that because I was just glad that somebody got it. And I just, I wanted somebody to get it. And I was grateful that I had her and I was grateful that I had other people who I've come to, you know, that have come to support me along my journey as I've navigated through other parts of this experience. So I completely, completely, completely understand exactly what you're saying. Yes. Um, Jabrita, uh, 
<laughs> this has been good. And you don't see because I'm in the studio. And so I can see this uh, clock that Dorita doesn't see. And I cannot believe we've been here for almost half an hour already. It went by so fast. It, did. <laughs> it went by so fast. And before I wrap, I want people to find out or I want you to tell people how they can uh, find you, how they can support you, what we can do as a community to walk with you and navigate ourselves through this trauma. Well, again, thank you, Tanisia, for this opportunity. Um, I can actually be found on Facebook at Mind Your Madness Community with Jabrita Shelton. I can also be found on Instagram at Mind Your Madness Experience. And my website is www dot mind your madness experience dot com um yeah that's that's how you can find me so <laughs> thank you you're welcome well Jarita, it's been an absolute pleasure i'm so grateful that you agreed to come on the show i'm so grateful that i had this time with you and i'm so grateful that i was finally able to talk to somebody about trauma because i've talked to different people about grief and different people about other parts, but I hadn't really stepped into the trauma space. And I think part of it was because one, I didn't really have anybody to really talk to about that. And then two, I was a little bit nervous of if I talk about it, am I gonna go back to that same space that I thought I had evolved from? And I'm grateful that me talking this through with you, I didn't go back to that same space. So I, I'm grateful that I had you on the show. I'm grateful for your book and I'm grateful for your programs and I'm grateful for you because I think you are amazing. And I'm gonna say this on camera so anybody watching can hear me say, Jabrita is phenomenal. I mean, I mean that with the depth of my heart and I, I think you are incredible. I am so honored and I truly appreciate you. You're welcome. You know, I, 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 it's, everything is in me is like, you know, my tagline is, hey sis. Uh -huh. You know, so, um, hey, sis, there's a method to the madness. So thank you so much for this opportunity. You are you are absolutely a phenomenal woman as well. Um, and just again, you know, no matter what part people mm -hmm. are in in terms of their trauma, mm -hmm. right? Get to the conversation, come in the room, let's talk about it. Let's begin to unpack so that you can live a life of fulfillment and your children's children mm -hmm. will be blessed by that. So thank you so much for this opportunity. You're welcome. Well, guys, I don't have anything else to say after that. So <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> thank you for joining us on this episode. I am so grateful that you are with me and that you stay with me and that you keep tuning in and, and you keep and that you keep supporting these authors. Like my heart is for authors. I love authors, I love books, and I'm so grateful that you guys continue to listen and watch this show. So guys, until next time, I am your host, Tanisha Nicole, and I will see you soon. Bye.